What's up, motherfuckers? Uh, oh, this is episode 12. This is actually take two. Take two of episode 12, right? Episode 12? Is that what it is? Fuck. I believe so. I'm losing track, man. I'm losing track. Yeah, we tried, uh, I don't know, almost, was it a week ago? No, it was last weekend. We tried to record episode 12 and God rained on us, <coughs> rained on our parade. Oh, it was off to a good start, too. I was having fun. I know. I felt like it was going to turn into something nice. Yeah, it was good. I mean, we were only seven minutes in or five minutes in. Maybe it would have went off the rails at 15 minute mark, but who knows? <laughs> it was off to a good start, I swear to God. <laughs> Believe us when we say that. We're not bullshitting. <laughs> right. I feel like we can have a sober judgment of our own. Yeah. Is it a sober judgment when we're drinking whiskey, though? Sober-minded. Sober-minded. Not, not technically sober. Probably not technically sober. I don't know. But sober-minded, yeah. <clears throat> That's the funny thing about... You ever hear that? Well, you have to be sober-minded, and then that means you can't, like, smoke weed or drink. And it's like, well, hold on. I've been sober in terms of, like, alcohol, and I haven't been sober-minded. I remember I used to, I used to have, like... I still probably have some anger issues, <laughs> but I used to have anger issues. I remember one time, like we were reno- my wife and I were renovating our house. I got pissed about something. I don't even know what the fuck it was, and I like, just smacked the wall with my fist. And I can hit hard. I did MMA. I got, I put a dent in the wall. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> felt kind of silly. It felt so fucking stupid. Till this day, my wife busts my walls about it, and I let her because she should. That's dumb. Like that's fucking. I, w- I have come. I wouldn't do that again. I have come a long way with my anger issues, but. <laughs> I wasn't sober minded even though I was I was technically sober that's the funny thing I mean <laughs> I get up early but I don't think I'm technically a morning person yeah me neither cause I'm pretty grumpy and I don't I wouldn't say that I'm sober minded yeah you wake up grumpy most of the time not grumpy I'm just not really into yeah. re- relating to people yet sure yeah and is um, that sober mindedness Probably not technically. Well, <laughs> well, I'm just saying if it, like by the letter of the law, the way like Christians would interpret, most Christians would interpret that pra- that passage. You have to be sober minded. It's like okay, but technically by the letter of the law, before I have my coffee, I'm not sober minded in the same way I am by ten o'clock that morning <laughs> or nine o'clock. I wake up at five, so maybe by eight o'clock. Right. I would say sober minded, being that. You're not misinterpreting reality grossly. Grossly. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't you don't misjudge your spouse's what your spouse is saying or Or forget that she even said it. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Yeah, that wouldn't be sober minded. <laughs> but when you're when you're angry, when you're angry, you're probably not doing all that. You know what I mean? Like you could be so like I'm just saying you could be sober and not be sober minded. You could be doing shit or having things, you know, going through your head or the way you're reacting to something. And you're like, okay, I wouldn't react to that if I was being sober minded <laughs> or if I, you know, <clears throat> doing shit that punching a wall and you're embarrassed as fuck. Right. Like, oh my God. I'm such an idiot. Seriously. <laughs> well, that's the thing that people like to say, like they say that, I mean, alcohol doesn't solve your problems, but like the next day they're still there. Sure. Or smoking weed. Right. Um, but, I mean, my point would be that, well, yeah, but they also, I mean, if you're not stupid, they're not creating more problems either. Like, they're just giving yeah. you a little bit of reprieve to think a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're not good or bad as such. 
I mean, some people can't drink an ounce of alcohol. Okay. Then, then you, you need to judge that for yourself, right? But I think that maybe specifically with weed, uh, it's probably, you know, saved a lot of moments that you would want to take back. From personal experience, sure, yeah. I think it, it actually makes you so more sober-minded. At least grounds you to where, I mean, sometimes you'd be like, what was I so mad about? Like, it's not even that big of a deal. <laughs> and And you're... I mean, some people can probably, if they smoke weed, can probably get apathetic, but I've never gotten, like, apathetic, really. It's more, like, introspective. Like, okay, I was angry before I smoked some weed. It's like, okay, well, why was I so angry? Okay, it's not really a big deal. I can still address it. It's an issue. It might be an issue. But your reaction to it is not, like, sometimes you, like, <laughs> you could be stone sober and think, oh, this is the end of the world. This is the dumbest shit. This is the worst shit that's ever happened. You smoke a little weed and you're like, okay, really? Why was I so mad? At it that? wasn't that big of a deal, like. Okay. No, right. No, <laughs> Address it, but Jesus. Yeah, it's not the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, but uh, our favorite segue. But anyway. <laughs> it always works. It always it does Seems work. To. Yeah, so <laughs> that one too. Well, so anyway. But I think so anyway or but anyway is, is the best. You could just stop. You could just be like, I don't know what to say. So, But anyway. <laughs> right, got, they got a whiskey. There's no need to fake a transition. No, Go there it. aren't transitions on this show. Sometimes there are, sometimes there's not, and they are transitions in and of themselves. So get the fuck over it. The show's not for everyone, like I've said, and it's cool if you don't like our segues. <laughs> By nature, still love you. It's gonna be raw. Yeah. Just the way they like it. We've got... I think we're double dipping. I can't remember. I'm going to have we, to go back and listen to our episodes. <laughs> Shit. So I don't remember that one. I, I, spend, I spend maybe two to three hours editing. You'd think I'd remember where we said <clears throat> what. Right. And I, I've only listened to the first four, I think. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, sometimes you do work and you just... You do work. Like, the editing... Like, I love recording the show. The editing is just work. So I don't like pay attention to the show. I'm just editing for certain things, right? To make it sound good, to make it flow, whatever. Whatever I'm editing out. I don't I, I try to listen to the content, but I, I'm not really I'm listening to it with a different ear. And then I forget, I'm like, I know we've mentioned Pendleton on the show. <laughs> I know we have, but I have no fucking clue where. And and, and and if I and if we haven't, I I wouldn't be that surprised, but I'm pretty sure we've mentioned Pendleton. That's what we're drinking. Canadian whiskey. Let me... No, it's from Hood, Oregon. It's from... No, Pendleton, Oregon. But it's Canadian whiskey. I know we've we've mentioned it, for sure. Because I remember that specifically. I, I do. The name sounds familiar. But, what, I mean, what do you... Th what makes it Canadian, then? That's what I... We asked on... on I remember we asked that on the last show. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nice. No, I... I, I, uh, I asked that same thing. Like, what the fuck would make it, make it Canadian? Like, it's... It's imported and bottled in Hood River, Oregon. And then it says a product of Canada. So is it the grain that's grown in Canada? Uh, so that makes it Canadian whiskey? I think and we should probably research that. Motherfucker. No, I'm not researching that shit. One of y'all listeners are going to research that shit. <laughs> One of you take it upon yourself to, to look up what would make something Irish whiskey or Scottish whiskey or Canadian whiskey or wine or whatever. Yeah. If you If you... Grow grapes in the Napa Valley and then bottle them in Chico. Can you say it's Napa Valley Vineyards or something? Napa Valley wine. 
Uh, well, I, I had a friend who uh, moved a couple of years ago, and he worked at a winery um, back east. Uh-huh. And he said something like, for wine, you, you only need to have 20% of grapes that you've actually grown in order to... Uh, call it from that region? Call it, yeah. Is it 20%? Yeah. Something like that? Some, something yeah. low like that, That's yeah. It was, I mean, it was surprisingly low. I mean, it might be 30%. Okay. But either way, it's a low number. Oh, that's interesting. So you could grow 25% of your grapes in Napa and 25% in Chico, California, or 75%. Mm-hmm. And then you can call it a Napa Valley. Yeah, right. I think that's... And probably sell it for more. <laughs> if it's from Napa. Yeah. yeah, if it's from Napa or any region. That's, uh... Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that's how it works for whiskey. Boy, do we sound like a bunch of dumbasses. We're reviewing whiskeys and we don't even fucking know the rules. It's totally against the nature of this show, but I might have to do some research on that because I'm pretty Jesus curious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're 10 minutes in and we've revealed ourselves <laughs> as nothing but dumbasses. <sighs> I guess it's not. So put your glasses be... up and have a drink. Cheers, my friend. Here's Cheers. to being a dipshit. <laughs> ah, it's delicious. It's good. It's good whiskey. <clears throat> not bad whiskey. It's not harsh. It's easy on the palate. A little bit of a bite, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the... Maybe some vanilla. The... I actually taste some vanilla. Sorry to cut you off. I don't mean Does to be it a say dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no. right. We were going to say... <laughs> oh, are we making a concession? Are we making that announcement? Right. We're, right. Uh, we decided that most of the time, don't be a dick, but if... <laughs> if you need to be. But you get five freebies per year or something like that. Like, you, you were having a, a, an especially bad day today. It's not a bad day. Or just I, a meh. Just a... Um, yeah, it's one of those days, like, I've had depression and anxiety for as long as I can remember. It's just one of those days. It's not, like, a particularly bad day. Nothing happened. It's just, like, uh, if you have mental health, issues to any degree like some days just fucking suck i don't know what to say yeah. i don't know <laughs> i have I mean, nothing more to say about that <laughs> well it only makes it worse just to then feel bad about feeling bad oh for sure like yeah. so no if you've if you're feeling depressed yeah well i, I mean i was I feel like being i was dick. i think okay so this is what i think i think everyone should be in therapy i truly believe that most people should be in therapy at least at some point in their life i've gone to the therapist um there should be no shame in that but on the other hand like before this podcast we talked for like an hour and i felt like that was therapy like if there's someone you trust and you trust their opinion and i'm not discrediting like someone with letters behind their name like a phd or in you know a, a mft um, marriage and family therapist or an LCSW uh, licensed clinical social worker. I'm not discrediting all those. But if you trust someone's opinion about your life and just life in general, like I do you, that could take the place of therapy. I mean, it is therapeutic. I'm not saying it necessarily replaces real therapy for everyone, but for me, like, mm. I did really feel like shit before this, before hanging out here and then right. just chilling with you. I'm like, yeah, let's do a podcast. Like, I'm good. Maybe a better word would be cathartic, which I Very mean, I think is yeah. also therapeutic. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, sometimes you just have to get things out. Yeah. Um, I think that's the beauty <clears throat> of um, just listening to people. Like, I think some of the best advice you give is when you shut the fuck up and just hang out with someone. And they just, like, vomit all over you. Definitely sounds easier. 
I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it takes the burden off you, right? You don't have to give any fucking, oh my God, now solve X, <laughs> Y, and Z. No. You just sit there. Uh, in Christianese, what do they call it? The, um, oh God, it's the ministry of like sitting or I don't know what the fuck it is. It's basically like just standing there. I would be, with someone. I would be great at that. <laughs> I might have to look into that. No, that you, no, you just, I think most of them just like do like hospice. They just, you know, sit there and oh, yeah. are with the family. Yeah. Like there's no answers. There's zero yeah, yeah. answers to give. It's just literally your presence without verbalizing things and offering solutions. I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. It offers no solution, but in, in and of itself, it's a solution. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm going to give you advice on this and I'm going to tell you, okay, this is step A and you do this and this is step B and you do that. No, you just shut the fuck up in your life. Well, it definitely yeah. sounds very Buddhist. Like, all that's required is to be in the moment. Yep. I mean, if you're not saying anything, then, yeah, logically, well, it's just because it's how this person is in the moment that's yeah. he's, that's helpful, that's therapeutic. Yeah. That's, and most often that moment dictates and says, no, you don't say nothing. You just sit there. Mm -hmm. That's what that moment dictates. Like someone's just, I feel like I vomited all over you an hour ago. <laughs> and then it was like, no, I'm good. Is there a solution to the problem? Perhaps. Well, may, maybe that just was the solution. <laughs> That's the solution. Yeah. I just like, I mean, word vomit, you're just getting the toxins out. Right. Yeah. That's not how you always <laughs> feel. It's how you feel in that moment. And you're done with that moment. So... You know, you're good. <laughs> Smoke a little weed if that's your thing and move on with life. Shit, I don't know what to tell you. I like that a lot. Do you. Whatever whatever you got to... I mean, I'll well, say whatever you got to do. Don't be a dick, right? Except five times a year. <laughs> you have our permission. You have our permission. Five, is it five? Is that too much? No, that's not. That's fine. Five. You're allowed five. But you have to report it in the Facebook group. If you are a dick, you have there to... You go. You have to make a post about, hey, I was a dick. That should be fun. Do it if you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. But maybe it's a, a cathartic thing. Like, this is where I fucked up. And <laughs> you have to be with some non-judgmental people. Well, I mean, our, face, <laughs> our Facebook group. Right? I think it's, yeah, it's, it's off to a easy start. I, you know... It's one of those things, like, you get too many people around and, like, people start being a little judgmental and... But, well done so far, Facebook group. Like, there's been really no judgment. It's been good. So, I would like to see it stay a healthy place where there's no judgment. Literally no judgment. Like, that's a tough place to get to when you think about it. But there, there is a little bit of a vetting process. Right? There is. You can't be a dick more than five times a year. <laughs> you have to count up all the times you're a dick in, in the last year. And if you got seven, you could try again next year. I probably exceeded that. I'm a hypocrite. I'm sorry. I, bet, I would bet I was a dick more than five times last year. Gosh, I'm sorry, people. I try. I mean, I try. do we have to put forth some sort of criteria for no. what it means? Tongue in cheek. You, you know when you've been. Yeah. As long as you're like, okay, I was a dick. My bad. My bad. I'm good. We're good? Sorry. How can I make it up to you? Are you good? We're good? Just cool. be Catholic. Confess it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is now going to be hosted on Catholic podcasting channels. No. 
they wouldn't be able to get through the first 11 episodes, would they? The introduction? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. They, it's only 17 minutes. You could. We can burn the bridge in 17 minutes? <laughs> Jesus. Lord have mercy. I bet it's possible. I bet you can listen to five minutes and be like, nope. <laughs> but I'm Not sure. For me. I'm sure there would be some Catholics out there. That oh would, sure, that would be able to hang. Again, it's your def. You know, what's your definition of that? What's your approach to that? There could be some evangelicals that hang. Truly, I think so. Depends on what even Brian Zahn still calls himself evangelical in a way. I mean, there's some people like that who are like, okay, you're not. You're not what we typically think of evangelical, but you still identify as such. And I think people like that be like, okay, yeah. Shane Claiborne? Would he, yeah. Does he call himself an evangelical? I don't know if he would, but I would say he's more along those theological lines than I would be, maybe. <clears throat> or like Greg Boyd, Brad Jerzak. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I'm not saying those people are evangelical, capital E, but I'm saying, yeah, more along the lines of like not giving up on the church. <laughs> yeah. I would love to be at the table with Shane Claiborne. I, I don't know if he will be, if he would want to be at my table, but I, I would love to be at his. Oh, he seems cool. <laughs> he seems cool. Yeah, someone like that. I respect I respect what those people do. And I think, you know, most people who think like that, they'd be they'd be fine with what we're doing. But there, you know, when we say evangelical, like what we kind of mean, and most people probably wouldn't be, most people in that mold probably wouldn't be cool with what we're doing. I don't know, maybe some, a handful. The evangelicals that I'm, that I rail against, you know, are the ones that, um, their whole motivation for e- evangelizing is to save people from eternal conscious torment. <sighs> that just seems so exhausting and pointless. God bless him for doing it. I get it. But I, I think I could technically call myself an evangelical because I feel like I truly have the good news. Are you coming out as an evangelical on this show? Can you put that in writing so I can put it in the title? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. Damn it. <laughs> I'll come up with a different title. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. In this week's episode, they talk about how Mike came out as an evangelical. Why Matt is psychotic and some other shit that we'll get to in the next hour and a half. <laughs> might pull in some listeners, but <laughs> maybe it, it might turn the Facebook group into a shit show. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that, man. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to do that. But what do you want to talk about today? You had some ideas, right? Yeah, I felt like kind of talking about this is related to evangelicalism. Uh, just being busy. Uh, being a busybody? Busybody. I mean, evangelicals, and I understand it, but they uh, have a propensity to, they're busy because, well, they want to save souls. I mean, if you're not every minute not spent evangelizing, you know, means that maybe one soul doesn't make it into heaven. Okay. But is that really what's going on? How many evangelicals did we know growing up in the church who were you like, who really believed what? Well, who you're like? Okay, that person's really doing that. Are most people doing that though? Are they being honest about it? Do they really believe that they're saving souls? Well, that I think most people don't really believe in hell, but that may be for a different <laughs> topic. Possibly, but the people who are really going out there, like you knew that handful who were doing that, weren't most people. Correct me if I'm wrong. Who weren't what? 
weren't most people just oh, being busy right. bodies because it was like yeah to be social or to be around other people like just to fit in is there well it wasn't me you weren't doing that well you weren't evangelizing though well technically i wasn't i did go on a missions trip where'd you go <laughs> uh sperry and i went to fiji oh that's right that's right what, what was it like two weeks a week uh about two weeks two weeks damn and uh, i never went on one but i mean this uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heathen you uh you're better than me this is it. this is very telling though i mean i i had the opportunity to be on the ship the whole time sanitizing uh <laughs> dental equipment being a janitor <laughs> basically being a janitor a dentist janitor yeah. where i didn't there was really no opportunity for me to um tell my story uh-huh <laughs> but sperry she uh um she was on the island on the islands because we traveled mm-hmm. and um she was working directly with people and she yeah i mean part of our strategy was to you know at some point try to <laughs> obviously <laughs> tell your story oh I thought I thought divide and conquer. <laughs> right. Did you have to? I never had to. You never did, until and you... I was relieved. Uh, That's it. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> I mean, in the right context, it sounds okay, but in like a forced context, like go tell something. Like, uh, what? <laughs> right. That's why I'm. I know you mentioned it in another podcast, but the at some point <laughs> <laughs> the the quiet book by uh what's her face where she asked do you uh does god hate introverts and mm. the, i mean the whole uh how evangelicalism is set up is it just totally works against my personality i think it might have been the first episode that we talked about it's, it's pretty early on i think yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah it does seem set up the bit the cult the, the busy culture seems set up always filling your shit up man and i wonder if it's um is it a capitalist thing? Is it an evangelical thing? Is it, can you separate the two in America? Like, is, is it sort of like a little a both and rather than either or? It just seems like whatever it is about our culture, we always got to be doing shit. There's nothing wrong with like, it almost comes back. And I know we've talked about this before. What, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you think you should do? Yeah. If you, if you really want to just be out there all the time doing something like because you want to do it, fucking do it but if it comes to like what you think you should do right i think you're missing the point and And that's what our culture seems like we should be doing this whether you want to or not you should be doing this this is what it means to be a man or what it means you know to be uh, a christian or what it means to be a woman or this is what you should do there's all these uh cultural norms sexual norms gender norms socioeconomic norms almost even (laughs) like i mean there's all these norms that we have and they're all about should rather than what the fuck do you really want to do? Okay, so, well, just to narrow the scope a little bit, busyness with regards to religion, Christianity, mm. if you take away eternal conscious torment, if that is off the table, if you if you believe that eventually everybody will make it to... Please say nirvana. Nirvana. <laughs> Enlightenment. What, Enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. The new heavens and the, and the newer. There you go into, right? <laughs> if you take that off the table, then, well, what is motivating you? It, it shouldn't be a need because you don't, you don't need to be busy. Mm. If everybody is um, eternally safe, if the universe is safe, 
then doesn't that leave, I mean, what you want to do? I would think so. If there's no need, then isn't it your whole motivation should be, well, what do you really want to do? Yeah. The, the, um, most Christians would then fall for the trap of, well, you're just, what do you want to do? You want to sin, <laughs> you know? But for my experience, for what it's worth, that's just not the case. Oh, it depends on what your definition of sin is. But after becoming a universalist, let's say, I've been much more peaceful, much more forgiving. I let shit go. You know, I'm not perfect, but I probably sin less. Even even in the even, I mean, I mm-hmm. smoke more, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but I wouldn't say that's a sin. No, I don't. I don't necessarily categorize that as a sin. But I, I you know, it has the opposite effect. Grace has the opposite effect. That's what I'm trying to say. People always think like with this like hyper grace or this like over the top grace, people are just, it just gives license to sin, and that's what you really want to do. I just think that's coming from a bad anthropology. I don't think that's what we really want to do. Yeah, I think we really want to do what's good, what's true. We want to lean into truth. We want to experience God, bliss, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, love. I think that's what we really want to do. Yeah, take that off the table, and what you really want to do is center towards that. Whatever that means for you. I don't know what that means for you. You you dirt bike and you experience bliss. I don't I've never done that. But I experience it in other ways. Right. I would put that, you know, just a little little bit below sex dirt bike. Just biking. a little bit? Yeah. On the best of days. Dirt bike like some good dirt biking. Almost uh, orgasmic. <laughs> and on the worst of dirt biking days, yeah. I mean it's still pretty decent. Maybe, maybe just a little bit below that. Like <laughs> Yeah, but I mean I've experienced that. I experienced that when I played hockey at sometimes. I think it's sports is I mean whatever. Music, playing guitar. I mean you almost get what do what do athletes call it? The zone? Is that the proper term, I yeah. think? I mean within athletics, yeah, that's the yeah. same as uh, being Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the same as yeah. yeah. I've experienced that when doing stuff like that. I think I've experienced it even with writing. Oh, look at that big ass fuck. That's almost, is that a raven? Oh. That's a big motherfucker. I love ravens. They're so goofy. That is a raven. I love their goofiness. Oh, shout out to the Raven Foundation. <laughs> you know, um, you know Adam Erickson? Uh, not personal. But you know the name. Yes. He blew the fuck up. With his he's a uh pastor at a United Church of Christ near Portland. And he does these amazing like church signs. You know how most church signs are just bullshit. They just fucking suck. <laughs> you drive by a church church sign. I saw one that was like, life has many choices. Eternity has two. Your joy is like, fuck out of here. Adam does these amazing like church signs about like gay people, transgender people, um, like pro Muslim pro. And he, he got like featured on CNN, Yahoo news. Like he, ble- he went viral with his church signs, probably millions of like shares on social media. Do you, do you remember one? Uh, um, trans, like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase. Um, there's one about, like, transgender and heartbeats with the whole, like, abortion thing. And basically, it, it, the polemic was that if you care about human heartbeats, care about the heartbeats of transgender people. <laughs> uh, there was one which was a quote. It was like the prayer in the Quran. And it was like, 
like Allah, the most merciful and compassionate. And then it says Allah, and then it says like we agree. <laughs> and then there's this one about like um, Jesus loving the immigrant, be like Jesus. Um, basically, like really, really, well, some would say political. He blew the fuck up with those man. They went viral, big time. Well, I think, like you said, most of them are pretty cookie cutter, and you just kind of most signs. Yeah, oh, I mean, terrible. And you, you, your mind just doesn't even register them anymore. Like, no. They all kind of do say the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. always kind of about hell. <laughs> always sort yeah. of about that. And then you see like transgender's heart, transgender heartbeats matter and you're like, what, what the <laughs> fuck did I just <laughs> see? <laughs> I called Adam and I was giving him shit. I was like, oh, now that you're famous, are you going to please remember us little people? <laughs> but that's my boy. Shout out to the Yeah, man. no, good job. Yeah, yeah. That's where I started, Raven Foundation. Adam and Lindsay and... Suzanne and Mora gave me my first shot. They published my first shit. So I I have a good place in my heart for the Raven Foundation. And a raven just landed in the yard. I've never fucking seen a raven up here. Crows. Oh, shoot. Have you seen one? I mean, you live here. I, I don't know if I know the difference. Ravens are big as fuck. Okay, that was pretty big. Yeah, it was huge. I, that was, I that assume- was a raven. I think there's something with the claws and the beak. Different color. Can they, are, are are they both kind of, I know crows are kind of parrot-like in that they can, you know, say stuff. Oh, can they? Uh, I think so. Can we get a crow on the podcast? <laughs> Saying some shit. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I if forgot. that was a fucking crow, that was the biggest goddamn crow I've ever seen. It almost looked like a hawk. It did, it's huge, but no. Anyway. <laughs> How did I get distracted? Oh, by the, by the raven. By the pretty raven. A pretty beautiful raven. But, uh, but anyway. <laughs> In other news. Yeah, one of my friends um, who I interact with on Facebook was saying that was his, he didn't like, he said that was uh, stylistically something about the podcast that he couldn't get down with. It's not, it's not structured. It's, yeah, it's too raw. <laughs> And the only well, segue we have is, but anyway, <laughs> he didn't say that, but I was like, <laughs> we, I would probably do say that a lot. It's just, I mean, I don't, I mean, I how we advertise it though. And he admitted that. I was like, yeah, that's what it, it is. It, was he drinking whiskey? I mean, that's the question. <laughs> this is a requirement. It's always going to sound better. You have to be drinking. I mean, at least something. If whiskey's not your thing, a glass of wine, something. And if, you, if you're drinking whiskey, I just gotta say, if you're smoking weed, like, uh, it's better. That's my personal experience. I don't know. Shit. I'll, I'll trust you on that. Yeah, shit. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Life is just busy, though. Life is busy. It's so fucking busy. There's always shit to do. There's so much shit to do. Well, so- I think, I think the balance should be. Uh, I mean, you're working towards what you want to do. That's a, that's a grind, though. Like, you're working for the harvest. You're working for some sort of party. Like, whatever whatever can make the party better, the party of life. The party of that, life. That's, that's when I can understand work. That's when I can understand the value of work. Whatever you can do to make the best bonfire session. That's the key. That's the solution to life. Everyone would be better off if they sat with their best friend around a bonfire every night. I mean, every once a week, every week for years. 
Your life would be better. That's 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 the grand meaning of life. <laughs> relationship. A relationship. That's it, man. True relationship. It's so funny how we're so busy, but we're so disconnected from one another. And I'm an introvert. I'm not trying to be like super connected to everyone, but have a con- like you know what I mean. Like have a connection with someone, a couple people. I think we're disconnected from everyone, and not in a healthy way. Not like I know myself, and <laughs> therefore I, I, I'm good. But no, I think we're disconnected from ourselves, and then disconnected from everyone. A lot, a lot of people. But we're busy as fuck. We're doing what we should do. It's tragic, man. I hate to be fatalistic, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think that most people know what they really want. I don't. And think most so. people, I think, most people are just trying to survive. Yeah. I, heck, I don't. I don't know what I really want. I mean, yeah, you do. You want to do episode twelve? You lying ass motherfucker. And I want a dirt bike. Yeah. And you want a dirt bike? Yeah, I want to live in the mountains. <laughs> pod- podcast. And I want a dirt bike. Write a book here and there when I push yeah. your ass and ask you, hey, Mike, you finish your shit? What's up? <sighs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I just called your ass out. <laughs> just so you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, no, you're good. It, you're good. My next, sub, my next submission will be, it'll be the best thing ever written. Oh, man, that's some high standard. Be- you're a fucking good writer. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. You, you fucking, when you write, like, damn, this yeah. motherfucker. I sometimes get jealous. Well, I don't mean to be. That makes me feel good. Yeah, it's 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 a tongue in cheek jealousness. It's not a real jealousness. I don't I don't have that. Um, but no, like you getting from the blood of Abel. Uh, to make you jealous. When I was a bestseller, a little bit. It's like, gosh darn it! <laughs> but but in a but you're laughing. You know what I mean? Like. You, you give me some shit when, you know, I do most of the editing, obviously, because um, I'm OCD. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I'm a fucking... And you're going to do better at it than I will. Yeah. Maybe, because I think I'm OCD. Like, I, I, when I when I do music, I have to be really involved with editing. Like, it's just the way I am. And I'm like, sometimes you submit some shit, you read it to me, I'm like, God damn, this motherfucker. <laughs> that's some good shit. Like, I, I wish I could that. write that. But... We're, we're our worst critics, though. That's the thing. I think we're our harshest critics. Absolutely. For the most part. I read, I read a lot of people's shit, and I'm just like, that's good. I wish I could write like that. And people say it about me, and I'm like, yeah, the, stop. Don't placate me. <laughs> that's, but that's just me. Oh, that's I mean, my or, shit. I mean, patronize, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever it is. Fuck, I know. I don't know. Where, I got the best words. I, <laughs> that's Trump. But, I mean, it, it may not technically, it may not even be uh, patronize it. They they probably actually oh, no. feel that way. Oh, they're yeah, but it, no, it's my own. Sh- it's my own projection. We're all like that. There you, you go. Know, we're uh, that's our own projection. It's not. Yeah, people could be sincere, and you're like, I don't know, me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like a um, like an arrogant false modesty. Sometimes <laughs> like you don't want to have that false. Like oh oh shucks. <laughs> like I know I'm a good writer, but it's still your. At the same time, you're still like your harshest critic. It's a it's, because it's I mean, both. you know your faults better than anybody else, probably. Uh, if you know yourself, yeah. But you still know sometimes. I mean, deep down, you kind of know when when you got the sticky icky. I mean, the you know, I write some shit. I'm like, Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's some good shit. <laughs> Overall, I'm very proud of uh, a journey with two mystics, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm liking this 
I'll bet you, I'll bet you a hundred dollars right now. If you read that book right now, you would look back at some of the shit you write and you're like, Ooh, that's good. That's good. Some of it, but I think not all of it. I think content wise, I won't have a problem. It'll just be stylistically. Right. Right. But there'll still be those stylistic moments where you're like, okay, that sentence or those two sentences or those three thoughts together or the whole couple paragraphs and you bring it and you just like, oh, you hit them with like some, some analogy, some double entendre. You even use the same, like, you're like, that's the shit right there. (laughs) You still know when you got it. There's nothing wrong with being, um, objective about your own work, but (laughs) I think it would be, I think it would be good for my ego to do that. Yeah. Um, I, and I think it, it could only help. I haven't read it, that in a while. I kind of know what we said. But but I think it's good for you to encounter those cringe moments where... Mm-hmm. And it, it is. You have to force yourself to not care about it anymore. Right. <laughs> I've looked at book, uh, book writing as almost journaling. I've read some shit in All Set Free, my first book, and I'm like... <laughs> oh my god i would never say that again i don't even remember what it was i might not even disagree with the content i might be like okay the overall thought i'm fine with this isn't even well written (laughs) i don't know no it'll it'll all come down to the craft i think i think so i think so like i i can't think of much that i don't think my theology ideology has changed much honestly in no. uh, 10 years. Yeah. Jots and tittles, perhaps. Well, ever since Maybe not Rob Bell, that was, that was the biggest shift. So he is a wolf that leaves, that leads sheep astray. You were led astray by Rob Bell. The evangelicals were right. You need to get your shit together, Mike. Jesus. To be my own person, to think independently. Yeah. You're just following what that sheep or that, what that wolf said, man. Just yeah, drank just, the Kool-Aid. I'm following the Buddha. I'm following Jesus. I need to branch out. I mean, to <sighs> be my own savior. People have a hard time with that whole like. It's funny, like no one, no one shits on the Buddha, but then at the end, they're like, "Ah, he was off. He doesn't have Jesus." Like even Christians, like ask evangelicals, "What do you think about the Buddha?" They would always say, "Well, he was a good person," or "He's not God." They would say he's a good teacher. He's just not. Yeah. This is so funny. It's like, yeah, no shit is a good teacher. And yeah, no shit he's not God. But they can't. (laughs) Most of the time, they couldn't point to anything he said, though. Probably not. I can have a hard time. And if they did, they would have totally, they would have misunderstood what he was saying. If they truly understood what the Buddha was saying. Just like Jesus, though. I think. Most of our mystical teachers we're going to misunderstand because we see it through a, a certain lens and they're coming from a different place. They're coming from a different lens. Non-dualistically, maybe. Yeah. like um, They're not thinking about heaven and hell or afterlife and life. They're not thinking about these things and they're saying these things. And we see them through that grid, but you could say the same shit to two different people and they're going to interpret you in the opposite way. 180 degree twist. <laughs> Right, and it's all about where you're coming from. Exactly. Where you're interpreting that that person is coming from. Yeah. Like, I could be coming from one place, and you could be coming from a different place, and we're not even speaking the same language, even if we're speaking the same language. Even (laughs) if we're saying the same words. Right. It could be 
the interpretation is where it's at. Like, what does it mean to be saved within the context of Buddhism? What does it mean to be saved right. within the context of Western evangelical Christianity? Right. Which may be vastly different than Second Temple Judaism slash early Christianity, first century Christianity. And even if the stakes aren't yeah, so high within... <laughs> <laughs> even if the stakes aren't so high within Buddhism as properly understood... Sure. That doesn't mean that that salvation isn't worth it. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Of course it would. I mean, salvation can mean, it could be profoundly impactful, even if you don't have an evangelical worldview. Shocking, right? <laughs> like I say, Jesus is worth following regardless if there's a heaven and hell. Mm -hmm. If you don't get that, you don't get that, but that's where I'm coming from. So, if you're not there, that's cool. That's cool. We just might not be able to talk, really. We, we might have a there could be a language barrier. <laughs> but I think everybody is, in a sense, evangelizing. Like, any Buddhist that writes a book is evangelizing in some way. Oh, for sure. I mean, he he feels like he has the correct view of reality. I mean, right. of course he thinks that, otherwise he would go and believe something else. But That's um, the nature of belief. <laughs> yeah. But, but it comes back to, do you want to do this? Do you see the value of doing it yeah. as such? Or do you feel like you should have to do that? I, I, want to, I want to tell people that the present moment is all that you have. That if you're going to have life anywhere, it's going to be in the present moment. Yeah. I have no problem saying that. I'm, I'm not going to go. I never wanted to tell people that they might go to hell if they don't believe in Jesus. No. I Even though you probably... Correct me if I'm wrong. You probably <laughs> felt like you should. But I, <laughs> I felt like I should. I felt like I should because I felt like it was in some way tied to my own salvation. Mm. Uh, there is those verses. Because if I'm perfectly honest, all I really care about is myself and me getting to heaven. Well, with such a high stakes game, as you put it, how could you not? <laughs> I mean. Right. Of course you would want. If you saved 100 people and then went to hell, like, okay. <laughs> cool what do yeah <laughs> thanks well no what do i care what, what, what do, do i, I care right about now? those hundred people <laughs> yeah there is a um there is almost a paradoxical nature to this whole thing because when i i don't feel like i live out of a place of should like i'd i'd rather be shitted on than shitted on <laughs> uh no but i think you see the point <laughs> when i when i live out of a place of what do i want to do i actually do more I, I find myself more technically like busy and it's, but it's what I want to do. Like I have two podcasts. I'm writing three books, four booklets with you. I've written four books. I've been quite busy. <laughs> Some would say too busy. And it's all stuff you want to do. But it's all, but I want to do that. You know, so it's, you, I think you actually do more when you live out of a place of what I want to do, which points to the fact met, that yeah. when, when we're truly liberated, when we're truly feel free, we actually do. The things we, sh I almost said should do. <laughs> the things that are naturally good. Well, you might disagree. You might disagree that this is what we should be doing, but you can't. You can't call me lazy anymore. Like, yeah. You, you, do you still call yourself lazy? Yeah. Yeah. But I would say that it's because I don't know what I. I'm kind of more stuck than maybe you are, at understanding what I really want to do. Like I know I like dirt biking. I know I like sex. I can't deny those things. But beyond that... Create a YouTube channel where you fuck oh, on no. a dirt bike. 
No, no one's got that going, man. No, that's By too that's too dangerous. I <laughs> I can get my thrills in other ways. <laughs> and podcasting with you. Sorry, that's the third thing. Oh, oh shit! Well, I take that as a compliment that I'm right after fucking while on a dirt bike, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> fucking and dirt biking. I mean, yeah, camping with my wife. That's a, that's fun. I don't like. I mean, I like camping. I'm excited for the fucking <laughs> Gold Bluffs Beach and hanging out on Gold Bluffs Beach. But I'm not excited about camping as such. I'm excited about hiking, about having a bonfire, about being on your the wife will be there, my wife will be there, yeah. my daughter will be there. It'll be fun on the beach, podcasting. So many podcasts for well, me specifically. But the camping. Ugh. Well, I'm a bitch. I definitely prefer camping on sand. That's kind of a huge difference for me. Uh, camping on the dirt, I don't, I don't like feeling dirty, and I, I sometimes dirty. feel dirty. I hate being dirty. I like being dirty in a context, but at the end of the day, I need to be clean. <laughs> if and tents and tents suck. I gotta be honest. I'm an old ass motherfucking man. <laughs> well, getting the proper mattress helps. That helps a lot. Uh, yeah, that changes things. I'm still stupid, man. I got a tent and fucking sleeping on the ground or even an air mattress <laughs> but then it still sucks man having if you can find a way to get an actual <coughs> mattress into your tent that, golden. that would make a huge difference. that would make a big difference <laughs> yeah. i i haven't found an actual camping mattress that is the, the close sticky to sticky. actually sleeping at home <laughs> but, so the question is how do you get paid having sex riding dirt bike podcasting and camping I I hope it I hope it's podcasting. <laughs> well, it seems that that's the most reasonable choice. <laughs> like getting paid to have sex. Well, you probably got to be a porn star <laughs> or a prostitute, and that's probably not feasible. No, that's and healthy. I don't know, and not and not healthy. I don't. That's that's not. I'm not trying to get into that. <laughs> Dirt biking. For me, playing hockey, I'm not going to make the NHL. Well, I'm, f- I'm practically 40, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> You're probably not going to be on the on the yeah. circuit. <laughs> right. So that whittles it down to camping. You'd have to be like an outdoors... A survivalist. Yeah, and have a show or a YouTube channel. And That sounds terrible. But so. I, f- I feel like I'm a reasonable theologian, and you can do a podcast being a theologian. <laughs> so. so that's what it comes down to. You go with your fourth choice. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to keep saying that, man. In other news. Yeah. I love the dude who said that was his biggest complaint. He's he's a funny dude. But sometimes it's good to get healthy feedback and be like, this isn't for me, but I still love you. Like, Thank you. Love you too. It's not, no, it's not that I don't care what other people think. Definitely. Like, if it's, when, if it's within, like, certain boundaries, I'm totally into taking... Yeah. The boundaries of I care about you as a person. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I like most of what you're saying, but this specifically is really annoying and <laughs> So fuck off, motherfucker. <clears throat> Plain, just kidding. That would be one of your five being a dick moments and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that'd be a legit legitimate yeah, one for sure. You'd be down to four and then you gotta watch yourself. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we live in a busy culture, man. We live in a busy it's not for me. It's not necessarily the expending of calories. It's the doing things because you should do them. It's yeah. the if you're, I love if every, spending calories, man. I love working out. It's my bag. 
it, right? As far as sleep goes and yeah, just relaxing at the end of the day. Yeah. Feeling good. Uh, yeah, it's the shooting, man. It's the shooting. Life will shit on you. Shit, shit right in your mouth. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not a pleasant experience. <laughs> and, and, and then we get like, man, it's sad, man. People do things for their whole fucking life and they don't want to do. Then they get to be 60, 70. They've never done what they really want to do. It sucks, man. Not to shame. I mean, it's no shame thing. Like, shit. Our culture almost demands it that we do shit that we don't really want to do. Right. It manifests itself in different ways in Western culture. I do think it's more of a problem with Western culture than Eastern culture. Yeah, maybe. So that's our our con- just because that's where evangelicalism. <laughs> yeah, and they got it all wrong. Shit. <laughs> just kidding. But right, no, I, I think everybody is dealing with shoulds and everyone, everyone. We all live within that. Anything we talk about, talk about race, talk about gender, you talk about sexuality. It's all pigeonholed. If you're like a a straight white male this is how you are if you're a straight black male this is how you are we all stereotype and say what this is what you should be like so if you're outside of that it becomes tremendously difficult (laughs) um to traverse life and even if you try to stay in that mold then it becomes like psychologically difficult you don't connect with who you are truly you know you're, you're like you're always caught in that trap of this is what i should be like so this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you can't you can't break that mold. Maybe fear is the ultimate fear of not fitting in. Fitting fear of fitting in. Is, yeah, yeah. The tri- not being a part of the tribe. You know, mm-hmm. it maybe all of it comes back to fear. I don't know. A lot of it might. I don't know what else. What else it would be, right? <sighs> Why are you shooting your way through life? Because well, I'm afraid. I'm uh, I'm fearful of this and that. Maybe probably a big part of it i don't know maybe that's why the bible clearly says that perfect love or perfect god same thing right casts out all fear like the divine life the kingdom of god that's fear is not present there so lean into that i don't know it seems yeah after it seems you, true i don't know <laughs> i would say fear is definitely number one then the next biggest problem would be boredom <laughs> Is there a problem with boredom, though? I don't think... Like, I had a pastor friend that said that kids should learn how to be... That it's okay to be bored. But I, is, isn't bored, like, just always bad? Mm. I mean, it, bored seems in some way antithetical to, you know, being at peace. Mm. Right? Because if you're bored, you, you're not totally at peace with the present moment, right? Mm. You want to not be bored. You want to be... Uh, Are you saying that boredom is different than stillness? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we conflate the two. We automatically think stillness is going to be boring. <laughs> but maybe that's because yeah. we're not leaning into the present moment, the actual present moment. Well, it's uh, it all comes down to judging the present mm. moment. I mean, if you're not judging the present moment... That kind of erases boredom, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, must you be judging to be bored? Maybe. You shouldn't be bored being still in your thoughts. 
if that's when we're the most bored, we have nothing to keep us busy. I think people just, I, and this is, I I'm say, talking to Did direct- I say shouldn't? I'm sorry. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking directly to me. Preaching to the choir, baby. I don't know how to maybe deal with peace. I think Christ being labeled the Prince of Peace, that's what I mainly, when, when you talk about the Christ mind. Mm-hmm. The attribute of peace is what I mainly uh, latch on to. And I, I don't know how to be at peace with peace. How to? Ooh, is it too intense for you? It can be intense. I just, no, I, I just think I don't know how to, how to do it, how to mm. interact with peace. Cause, or shalom, positive mm. peace, not just lack of violence, strife, but yeah, yeah. positive peace. The most nirvanic moments of life. No, I would say, I would say the the most uh, sober, mm. uh, shalomic moments mm. where you're not especially ecstatic, but you're still at peace, and you're not you don't feel like you're lacking. Mm. You, you don't feel like you're lacking excitement. I feel like the present moment can be a little overwhelming. Am I am I kind of interpreting you right? Like, well, maybe overwhelming in the sense that I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had some nirvanic, pre- very present moment moments. And it was, the way I would describe it is intense and overwhelming. And it almost shakes you out of it. Because then you want to judge it or label it or um, I, interpret it, process it, categorize it. <laughs> yeah. I've had a moment like that. And I've, I feel like I'm, I'm having to come to grips with the fact that that was meant for just that moment right there. Sure. Um, you know, your first experience with um, Nirvana. Uh, right. And that, that only happens once. And then, I'm sorry, but <laughs> now you have to, it still takes more work, uh, <laughs> quote unquote. More <laughs> work to get back to that place? Or to... To realize that that's not that's not what life is about. The, the mm. those those moments of ecstasy, those are reserved for special moments. That mm. it's unreasonable to expect that for all of life. I think that's where some Buddhists may get it wrong. The grasping at enlightenment or nirvana, because it's so amazing that you then tend to grasp towards it. And enlightenment itself becomes a self-defeating proposition because that's why I like the um, the Mahayana over the Theravada almost. Right. This is how I interpret it. I, I could be way the fuck off. But where in, in the Mahayana or Zen Buddhist tradition, it's less about your own nirvana because that, that maybe that becomes a, an item to grasp itself. And it's more about the bodhisattva, which is, it's not about your enlightenment. It's just about interact. It's relational. It's about getting other people to the place where they start to yeah. realize this way of being. Right. And, and, and I think the propensity towards anything, Jesus, Buddha, heaven, the kingdom of God, becomes itself something to grasp at rather than leaving letting go of that. And then you can enter into even letting go of your idea of heaven or this <laughs> nirvanic 
uh, shalomic experience is something to even let go and just let that be as well. And that's the tough part because if you've had those moments, I've had a couple, you've had one, they can become something that we want to grasp. I think you have to realize that in those nirvanic moments, the ego has been obliterated. You couldn't have Mm -hmm. those moments if you were were evaluating if your ego was having a good time. Right, right, right. The ego kicks in quite quickly to then categorize that experience, though, at least for me. Well, if something recognizes that, holy cow, this is awesome, how to... How do I keep on, how do, how do I, I keep yeah. on doing this? Yeah. How do I keep on doing this? How do I, I get back to this mm-hmm. place? What am I going to do next time? To make it last longer. Yeah. Yeah. Or to get right back in there. Uh, yeah. And then you're, you're out of that moment right then. <sighs> yeah. It's I a mean, mad, mad world. <laughs> definitely some to altruism, altruism or some just, uh, yeah. Just having an attitude of, Helping people, uh, I mean, the way of the bodhisattva. <laughs> there you go, perfect. Yeah, yeah. you could be, you could be Sam. You don't have to be Proto. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm definitely more naturally Sam, though. I've recently described to my wife that I'm I'm more gravitate towards Sam than I would do Proto. That didn't mean as much to her because she's not a Tolkien dork like me, right. but maybe it means something to you. <laughs> I mean, within our relationship, I would say you're definitely more of a Frodo. Shit. And Sam. In the best possible way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just look at the facts. I mean, you <laughs> you drug me a lot. Not in a bad way. I'm very glad that you did it. But you initiated the book. You initiated the podcast. Well, Jesus said <laughs> that he will drag all people to himself. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. Someone God drag damn. your ass. Yeah. Get your ass over here, you motherfucker. No, I'm uh I think I'm I'm more intense than you. I think when you called me intense that was that stuck for me. As a proper ag- adjective. I'm intense. I'm sometimes too intense for myself. So take that for what it is. Yeah, no, it took me a year to get comfortable being around you, so it's all because you're so intense. Jesus Christ, did you? <laughs> I apologize. We just call that foreplay. <laughs> but then That's I just realized... some good foreplay. Get the fuck over it, man. <laughs> I'm doing my thing. Well, the foreplay was realizing how much of myself was in you. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> I feel like, I, I do feel like I do have an intensity of my own, but... Um, oh, you do? You do? For sure. Coming from an intense person, I don't experience it as much because <laughs> it's I'm used to dealing with right this fucking thing between my ears that I'm pointing at <laughs> that the people can't see. But well, I think it manifest it manifests itself in different ways. I, I tend to I tend to shut down, yeah. and you probably you tend to get more active, possibly when for certain situations I shut down on some things, but certain things get me fired up. I don't know. We're all different. We're also different, man. We're also different. To me, everybody's special. Everyone's special. (laughs) To me, this is why the only thing that makes sense is the tribe of no tribes. You want to be tribal? Fine, be tribal. Be be tribal in the non-tribal tribe. (laughs) Don't gravitate. Don't grasp that. Okay, but because 
you're not ever gonna fit wholly. Like a if you're living piece. honestly, if you're living honestly. You're gonna be you. You're not gonna fit in that. You're not gonna find somebody that's really like you. Yeah, and if you do, like that, it's like that Seinfeld episode. Remember when Jerry has that girlfriend who's just like him? They order the same shit at the diner. <laughs> they have the same mannerisms, and they're super excited at first. They fucking just break up real quick, and they're both like, "Yeah, okay, see ya." <laughs> that's how Jerry is. Do you remember the actress? That- no, I she I think she I mean she was a popular actress. I forget who it is. I think I think I can visualize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Garofalo? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I suck when it comes to actors and actresses. People talk to me about movies and shit. I'm like, who? What are you talking about? I fucking suck. But I I, I remember that episode. Yeah, I remember the episode. And there's truth to that. We don't really want to be partnered either intellectually, romantically, best friendishly with ourselves. There's no way I could be married to myself. No, my OCD would not allow, and my partners, who was just like me, would not allow. We would fucking destroy each other. <laughs> It'd be awful. It'd be terrible. <clears throat> I might get, actually get tired of all the silence. <laughs> Will you fucking talk? <laughs> Say something, anything? Say anything. I don't give a shit what. Say something. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Oh, man. Yes. Point being, we need to have grace (laughs) because we do not want to be with ourselves. So, therefore, we're going to have to get used to some fucking shit. That's the thing. You got to get used to my shit. I got to get used to your shit. You got to get used to your wife's shit. I got to get used to my wife's shit. Vice versa. Yeah. We all got shit. Deal with it. Grace is the glue. Grace is the glue, my friends. That's it. That's the takeaway, man. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter... What you've done, doesn't matter what your tastes are, doesn't matter. Have grace for all the shit, and you're going to be happier, even more content. Yeah, judgmental people are just not as happy. Yeah. I don't think so, man. How could they be? How could they be? Like, there's so many things in the world that can go wrong. So many ways in which one personality won't mesh with another personality, Get the fuck over it, man. If you don't mesh, you don't mesh. That's it. Go on your way. <laughs> That's cool. No tribes, remember? <laughs> There's, what, 7 billion people in the world? Just go find somebody else. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't make hell for each other. Just be like, all right, we're good. That sucked. I don't like you. You don't like me. And but it's not like... It's I not wish even the best that- for you. Wish you- <laughs> It's not even that I don't like you. It's just I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have a clamper <laughs> spirit or whatever. Uh, the clamper spirit. Or the conservative spirit. Like there are certain ways that I like to spend my free time that you're not going to be into. So <laughs> definitely, I can say that for sure, man. There's some things that I'm into that most people aren't going to be into. That's cool. I don't need a hundred friends. <laughs> I wish you the best. Go do you. You do you, boo. To quote Kevin Hart, <laughs> you do you, boo-boo. Very wise. Very wise. Yeah. I think that's almost a playoff, thou shalt not judge. They don't label things. Don't uh-huh. judge. I mean, uh-huh. do you. See what happens. I mean, learn something. You're going to fuck up. When you fuck up, learn something. That's cool. We all fuck up. I think the Buddha fucked up. I think Judas. Uh, Judas. <laughs> I, he, to say Judas, I think he sh- he did for sure. Judas certainly fucked up. 
Uh, <laughs> I think Jesus fucked up, man. I honestly think that. I think he got angry when maybe the situation didn't really call for it. I think so. I, I honestly believe that, man. Otherwise, I don't know how people like that, the Buddha, Jesus, could relate to us, man. It's like, ugh, you never fucked up. Because if they, if they, if they never fucked up, <laughs> then that means that they didn't, they didn't have a weakness that prevented them from, you know, fucking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's different because everybody, everybody messes up. Everybody fucks up, man. So if you're gonna be some sort of savior, sorry, I was talking way back from the mic. <laughs> if you're gonna be some sort of savior. Or some sort of person we're gonna like gravitate towards, like like maybe don't mess up a whole lot. Maybe maybe <laughs> learn, learn from, from your experiences. Yeah, but true. true, but I don't have a problem with you know Jesus having technically sinned. Like right, if Joseph was like, no, you don't cut it like that. And when he's a carpenter, he's like, God, I know how the fuck to do my job. <laughs> if he never did that shit, like yeah, yeah, I fucking know, man. <laughs> measure once or measure twice cut whatever the fuck it is I'm not a carpenter <laughs> measure twice cut yeah Joseph you said that ten fucking times yesterday he never did that in his head maybe something to that effect he Come never on. he mom never... I know don't fuck before I'm married <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck Mary Magdalene till you're old and marry I know mom he never, like, snap back real quick, clap back in his head, at least. <laughs> Be I real, Jesus. Come on, man. I don't buy it, and it doesn't really impress me that it much. It doesn't impress it's... me. No, I never did that. I never well, woke up with a boner and not knowing what to do with it. Cool. You it's never like, just had to get rid of the energy. Like, you never beat off Jesus? Come on. It's like that John Oliver meme. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. Good job, I guess. Cool. <laughs> okay, so we can't relate, but okay. Sweet, dude. Knuckle bump. High five. Good for you. <laughs> I don't, I don't even tell know you. if I could knuckle bump. I'm not even that impressed. <laughs> I can't knuckle bump a dude who's never beat off. <laughs> you got I no think, respect for me. Well, I think that's why most people like prefer Batman, right? <laughs> Because he's somebody that we can kind of actually relate to in a little bit. Instead of all the other superheroes? Like, opposed to Thor, or... <laughs> yeah, I can't relate to Thor. Is Thor a super Thanos? <laughs> I can kind of relate to Batman. I feel like I'm kind of smart. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see who the new Batman is? That fucking dude who played, like, uh... Oh, Id what, is it Idris Elba? No, 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 no. That's Bond. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool, but yeah, no. Yeah, no, cool cool <laughs> no uh that dude who played uh the vampire in twilight robert Pat pattinson he's batman uh, people are shitting all over him well <laughs> shoot megan like you're the worst vampire ever it took you it took you 11 years to turn from a vampire to a bat <laughs> that's kind of perfect got him <laughs> yeah people are shitting on him who is your who is your favorite batman i don't even know man i don't even fuck with the that's like the the comic shit, man. I try. Oh, okay, to. it's that. That's just not your thing. It's not my thing. I don't even know who Batman was. Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck, George Clooney, Clooney, yeah, Val Kilmer, yeah, uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Um, okay, no, okay, okay. So I go Keaton. Maybe is that good? Is that a good choice? Who do the the true Batman fans pick? 
I'll pick that because I want to. I would him. say. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't researched this, but I would say either Keaton. Okay. Uh, uh, the Batman Begins. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking know. The guy who did Psycho. Uh, American Psycho. Mm. Dang it. <laughs> Tech guy. Nothing. St- Our tech guy fucking sucks. I swear to God, we gotta fire this dude. It's ridiculous that I can't remember that right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Either that guy or uh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I, but not George Clooney. No. Not pro. Not Ben Affleck. No. Um, I can't see Pattinson. I don't even know. I, I think I did see Twilight. Did you ever see Twilight? Only in the background. Yeah. I never uh, intentionally watched it. I know. Uh, my boy Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping at Last had the wedding song when the vampire, whoever the fuck he married. Some werewolf chick or something. Whoever, I don't know. Where the fuck? You got the song for the wedding. Sleeping at last. It's a good song, too. Well, that's huge. Fucking huge, man. That is huge. Payday, dollar, dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Sleeping at Last, man. I love his music. It's so fucking good. Can you top me off with some Pendleton? Barkeep. I would be happy to. Bar bitch. <laughs> <clears throat> I uh, kind of need to find a tree, though. Oh, you got to take a piss? <laughs> Do we have to pause this shit? Or can you hold it? If you don't... I don't know. What are we at? We gotta pause it. This is an official first of the bonfire sessions. Mike has to take a leak. Are we we at like an hour 15 or something? Yeah, something like that. So we're gonna pause. And we'll be right back. And we're back! How was your uh, micturation? Did you know that's the official medical term for urinating? Micturate? (laughs) I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, I learned that one time. It was it was good, real good. Yeah. Did you did you take a leak on the official history? No, I changed it up a little uh, bit. I we, we had an official history when the bonfire sessions was not a podcast, but just an actual hangout session. And it's a beautiful tree. I I want to keep that tree, but all of the trees can go. That'd be fine with me. Is but that, I, I want to. Is that one dead? It doesn't look scorched too much. Fuck you, fire. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to look at it more closely. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. <clears throat> I'll, I'll be sad to see the piss tree go. <laughs> it's a good tree to pee on. I'll tell you what. But but, in, but anyway. <laughs> even the Mona Lisa is falling apart, so. Is it? Is it? When was that? According to Fight Club, yeah. <laughs> when was that shit painted? I don't even fucking know, man. Sometime after the 15th century. That's a long fucking time, man. It's kind of sad. Even the greatest works of history will eventually fade with time. Even the Bonfire Sessions podcast. <sighs> but I fit, But the spirit will live on in some kind of way. Even if it doesn't look the same. The spirit but of the Bonfire Sessions. That's will. fucking right, man. <laughs> Standing on the shoulders of giants. Yes. I hope to be a mini-giant, at least. I hope someone takes what I've done and actually does something cool with it. <laughs> be like, oh, that guy, yeah, they lived in a weird time and they were working with the best shit that they got, but he said some good shit. And obviously we're past that, but yeah, they did a good job. <laughs> there was a time in my life when I thought I didn't really care about my name living on, but that was crap. I mean, I... yeah. 
I, I want people to remember my name. Goddamn right. Or just uh, be associated with the work that I did in some yeah. kind of way. You want people to be able to Google your shit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Google my name. <laughs> Feed my ego. <laughs> no, nah, there is something to that. Is that... Is I mean, that is, e- that, is, is that, that all bad? Is that all related uh, to the ego? Is there some... I don't know. Is, do we have some license to indulge in that? Maybe. <laughs> Doesn't the ego have its place if everything belongs? Just give it a nugget every now and then. <laughs> All right, here you go, well, bitch. Th- now shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think it's definitely okay to be affirmed. Like, <laughs> you're unique. You have some place yeah. in the universe that no nobody else can... Nobody else can really take your place. That's right. You do have something unique to say. Yeah. I think it's a, it's okay to be affirmed in that. Mm-hmm. Obviously not that you're better than somebody else. Just a little... <laughs> Or mi- or just in just in this area, you're better than most yeah, people. Yeah, and I'm worse at a lot of things. But your your overall value as a human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a lack. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I get it, man. You're elect, but everybody else is yeah, also elect. So, okay, <laughs> I want to be elect. I want to be elect to the exclusion of others. There's vessels of wrath, so fuck off. <laughs> uh, to our Calvinist that. friends, I apologize. There's no Calvinists listening to this shit. No, mm-hmm. I I love Calvinists. I have friends who I I have people who I used to be friends with who are Calvinists. I wish I was still friends with them. I honestly do. If they're oh, secretly so do, listed, you, do yeah. you or don't you? No, I do. I have multiple friends who became Calvinists, or not not currently. I'm friends with them, but I used to be. And I never had like a personal falling out, but I would really want to be friends with them. I don't give a fuck if you're a Calvinist. You can make fun of me in some ways, just like I make fun of Calvinism. I'm not really like I'm not <laughs> I'm not shitting on you as a person, like just <laughs> Well, it's kinda it's shitting kind of what you believe in. It's kind of opposite, right right? Like I don't I don't care what the Calvinists believe. I like them as a person. I like them as a person. But I do. <laughs> They care about what we, what we believe. Yeah. They don't care what we're like as a person. Yeah, you can make fun of my beliefs. That's fine, but you, I can't make fun of yours. It's very serious. It comes down to heaven and hell, man. I mean, it comes down to scary. <laughs> I get it. It all comes down to hell or fear. Or fear, man. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. You got. I do. I do like some of the Calvinists I've met. Really do, honestly. But I feel like it's like a. Um, it's almost like a system of thought that you can't. You got to take yourself real seriously. Everything's all serious, man. Everything's all like, it's very rigid. Is that the right word? Yeah, rigid. Rigid works. That doesn't work for me. I'm not a rigid person. Yeah, and it's all because the stakes are so high. Oh, it's so high, man. Like I said before, it's totally understandable that you would be that way. I get it. I would, I mean, I would kind of question your intelligence if you properly understood Calvinism and you weren't. (laughs) <laughs> super intense yeah maybe I, I guess yeah if you're a, a laissez-faire calvinist <laughs> if you're an apathetic calvinist <laughs> you may not either. really understand what your theology is maybe you should you. you're either predestined yeah. or not so yeah fuck it <laughs> who the fuck cares man nothing you could do <laughs> actually no you're right i guess i un- within calvinism that makes sense too like you can be because 
Either you're saved, you're not saved, you can't. You have no. A Calvinist has no say in the matter. But right. an Arminian does. I, I can understand how an Arminian might be intense. Intense. Way too intense. But they seem less intense. Calvinists seem really intense. Like I, I feel like Calvinists are. Um, they're they more they know more. Like they they really know their shit. Like you can ask them. Arminians like they dip their. I, I don't know. They dip their toe in Christianity. There's some serious Arminians for sure. I'm not discrediting them, but Calvinists for the most part seem to really know the Bible. Let's say they know it better than Arminians. I think on the whole. Okay. On the whole, that's what she said. Ayo. <laughs> My friend is trying to cure me of saying that. That's what she said. On the whole. On the whole. I like that, and I like thrust. Like I've said before, the thrust of the <laughs> argument. Yeah, you just want to thrust. That's why you said it. <laughs> or I'm projecting my perverted nature. Sorry, probably that. Thrust. <laughs> so I guess I don't really... Both the real-world Arminian and the real-world Calvinist, I don't... I guess I don't really understand them. There seems to be some sort of cognitive dissonance. A lot, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me anymore, and that's okay. If that's where you're at, that's where you're at. I just can't get on board. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I don't know. I tried. I did. I have no more energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it the college try. <laughs> I really did. I did. And I dropped out I, shortly after I, college. <laughs> I dropped out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't mean to. Maybe sin got the best of me. Sorry, folks. Just a worthless sinner. <clears throat> Backsliding Christian. Backslider. That was like the worst slight you could give someone. You're a backslider. Oh my god. Or if your or <laughs> if your church has watered down the Bible. That oh. Was, that was pretty much the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. not a good one. Which is so funny. <laughs> watered down the Bible. Maybe some people, I don't know. I study the Bible a lot more than I used to, I'll tell you that. I studied the Bible hardcore for years. Hardcore. <clears throat> I never did. <laughs> Eden! <laughs> <laughs> I did. You know I did. I dorked out on that shit for a long time. I still kind of dork out on it, but less than I used to. Kind of over it. I need a break. I'm focused on other shit, man. I don't know. I'm focused on the question of what do I really want out of life? What do I really want? Really, that's the biggest conundrum for me right now. Yeah. You're doing it, man. You're fucking doing it. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think I'm trying. Trying? You shouldn't be trying. Do or do not. There is no try, Yoda. Right. That sounds pretty wise. <laughs> he's a he's a wise green bastard. But there is actually such a thing as trying to succeed <laughs> no there's some truth to that i don't think it's a uh dualistic thing there's nothing wrong with trying but again i think it comes back to are you trying because you should or are you trying because you want to i certainly mm -hmm. tried to learn how to skate and then i played hockey and i played it well but you have to try you can't just be like i'm gonna live in the moment and just fucking skate like a beast and score five goals a game no you're gonna fall on your ass you gotta try to some to some degree you have to I try mean, those those two aren't obviously mutually exclusive like you can mm. you can not be in the moment and still be trying to do what you want to do i mean it's a spectrum yeah like <laughs> you could be trying and in the moment as long as you're present when you're trying you know why you're doing what you're doing 
you have the right intention, you have the right goal. It's not because you should do this because you're a Christian or Muslim or you're gay or straight or black or white. It's not because you should be doing these things because of all those things we should be doing in our culture. But it's because you really want to do that. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Overall, you want to be a writer. You want to be a good hockey player. That's what you really want to do. I don't know if I want to be a good hockey player anymore. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever your goal is. Though. Yeah. You're, you're overall, you shouldn't feel coerced in your... No, that's a big goal. thing, coercion. That's the thing. Are you coerced in doing what you're doing, or you want to do it because you're liberated to do Everybody it? has a bad day. You might not yeah. always feel as excited about practice. Right. But ultimately, but, do you feel coerced? Or or ultimately, you can't think of anything else that you would really rather be doing. Right. That's the... Is silver tuna? That's not the right phrase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think overall, I think it's just giving... Uh, giving honor to God, saying that he created creatures who have uh, desires that are, I mean, honorable, mm-hmm. that are good, that are yeah. that you can trust. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem with Christianity is that it teaches you how not to trust your own human person. Right. Um, right. Your experiences. Anything that, anything related to your humanness, right? Uh, right, I mean, sexuality right off the bat, you just right. feel dirty. Right. Shame. Um, shame. Yeah. But I guess the rub is... <laughs> what's the rub? If anything causes you shame, get rid of that shit. Get rid of that shit. It's bad theology. It's a bad worldview. Uh, there are obvious guard- guardrails. I mean, it's okay to be ashamed of murdering somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to questions of personal behavior or identity, definitely. When it comes to ethics, okay, we can, yeah. That's a different conversation. But when it comes to your identity, when it comes to who you are in your essence, yeah, don't be ashamed of that. Ethics relates to how do I relate to you, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's good. That's different, but... I mean, if you're... Just browsing the internet, and it seems like most people are having the same struggles as you are. Like, I don't know, looking at pornography, that might be a bit of a gray area. Adultery, no, that's not a gray area for me. Right. Well, it comes down to what's agreed upon in a relationship, what's honest, what's open. Uh, Yeah. I mean, everyone's different. Some couples look at pornography together. Some, it's not something they agreed upon. Like, this is not something I'm into. This is not something I want in my relationship. And that's different than the people who are like, yeah, we watch porn together and it excites us or something. (laughs) I I don't know. That's not my situation personally, but it may be someone else's. But So that's where it'd be a gray area. But yeah, murder, that's different. (laughs) That's not a gray area. It's just, it's not... This is, isn't something that you can be apathetic about. Like, you have to... Figuring out what you want, it... I mean, I don't like to say it, but it takes effort. I mean, oh. there... <laughs> That's tough for you to say, my Buddhist lazy friend. Well, can I say it? Can I say that it... Uh, you're going to have to expend some calories. Like, 
you you can realize that you're safe in whatever relationship that you have, but you still have to do something. You still have to research. You still have to. Yep. Well, I mean, what are c- cultural norms and right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to put in some work. That's right. I think we all get it wrong. We we see like doing a bunch of stuff is like putting in the right kind of work. We work hard and we don't work smart. <laughs> is that a that's a maybe a, a simplistic way of putting it? But I think it's important on what are we going to spend our time working on? Is it what we want to do? Is it what we think we should do? Because maybe what we think we should do is not really applicable or beneficial. Maybe it has nothing to do with anything. And I think only we can figure that out for ourselves. It's a, it's a, it's a, every experience is unique. <laughs> every human experience is unique. What I want to do might have nothing to do with what you want to do, but if that's what you want to do, cool, do it. Put in some work. That's okay. I don't know, man. But- One of the, okay, just my closing thought, just to summarize everything that I'm thinking would be do it. Um, the only thing in life that is really worth putting in any kind of effort, however you want to define it, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. is to figure out what you want to do. Because yeah. I have to, I have faith that when you, when you honestly get to what you want to do, and this comes back to my faith in the goodness of God mm. as creator, mm. he has given you desires that, you know, are con- congruent with, you know, the rest of life. Mm. Uh, and trust that. <laughs> and, tr- and trust it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. Lean into that. It's all good. It's all good. That's a good closing thought. The goodness of God is always a good, <laughs> it's a good concluding thought. I think the goodness of God is something worth working for. Yeah. There you go. You can quote that shit. Put it down. All right. I think I am toast. Yeah. I'm ready to check out, man. I'm starting to sweat a lot. It's hot out here, man. I know. Unfortunately, can't really do a fire pit. No. It's too hot for a fire pit. My wife just texted me. We have a a bunch of flies in our house. We get a bunch of flies from our fucking, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pipes <laughs> like our like our bath bath pipes <sighs> it's fucking annoying <sighs> i keep talking to my landlord about it and he doesn't really have a solution so i just keep killing those little fucking flies in my house first world problems <laughs> it's not very buddhist but i understand i'm sorry i do have to kill them i can't trap them and kick them out <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was a dick. That's I got four more. <laughs> but there's only 24 hours in the day. Like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> this has been episode 12. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us on Podbean so that you get a notification every time an episode comes out, or on iTunes, whatever you're down with. If you hate Apple, go with Podbean. If you like Apple. Fucking subscribe on iTunes. Hating Apple is no excuse. <laughs> yeah, there's still ways to listen. And uh, please, this really helps. Give a rating and a review on iTunes, because even if you don't listen on iTunes, it's helpful because a lot of people do. So rate us, review us, join our Facebook group, just search for The Bonfire Sessions. And if you could support us on Patreon, that would be amazing. You get extra episodes. You will get early access to our book that we're writing. And it's patreon.com slash the bonfire sessions. 
it goes a long way. It, it helps continue um, this show, which does cost money. So any bit helps. If you're strapped for cash, then tell us to fuck off. If you're not, <laughs> it's totally fine. It's, yeah, either way, it's totally fine, but it does help. So thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Um, I guess I'll say be a dick, but be be a dick sparingly. <laughs> not just kidding. Don't maybe be not a, more than five times a year. Yeah, if you could be an, if you could be a a dickless person, that'd be great. No, no, if you could not be a dick most of the time, that'd be great. Anyway, peace and love. Take care. <laughs>